Welcome to Relational Skills in Real Life, a Thrive Today podcast where we share everyday stories of encouragement and transformation from people using relational skills in their lives. Spend time with us and be inspired by real life examples of how we use relational skills to strengthen and repair our relational connections. We're so glad you're here. Hello, friends. Chris Corsi here. Welcome to Relational Skills in Real Life podcast. I am glad you're here. Today's topic is a very important topic as we're going to look at the relational skill called sharing stories. Sharing stories is an important brain skill that does a lot of important things in you as well as through you and in your listeners. And so we're going to talk about that today. And one of the reasons we we basically share these stories is because it's a great way to spread joy. It's a great way to help people learn examples of how to get back to joy when they lose their joy. Stories are also a great way to help us learn how to stay relational, not only in the good times, but also in the bad times. And so stories demonstrate how we stay our relational selves or maybe how we failed to stay our relational self, but how if we could have a redo, what we would do differently. So stories are just an important brain skill for many reasons. Besides demonstrating some relational skills, the the stories we call four plus stories or whole brain stories are very important because they engage the left hemisphere analytical engine and the four layers or levels of the emotional control center in the right hemisphere You see, when those four levels are working together, right, that's the four, then the plus is the the left hemisphere will come online. So what that means is we have the information, but we also have the details, the feelings, the experiences, what's happening in your face and your body and how you demonstrated the certain skills. So your brain, when you're listening to these stories, you're basically downloading an example. And so your relational brain pulls up files of what you've seen other people do when you're angry. Your brain says, hey, what have I seen? Who have I seen handle anger really well? And so your relational brain will pull up those examples. And so stories get filed and stored in that particular place so that they become part of the arsenal that people will rely on when they want to recover or stay relational. And so these powerful stories really help to demonstrate what is it like us to do when we feel sad or mad or glad or whatever it might be. And stories are also a great way to um, spread joy because what what we now know from brain science is if I can tell a story well, what happens is my brain's responding as though I'm reliving the moment all over again. But what's happening in the listener's brain, if I'm doing this well, is their brain is mirroring mine. So what that means is their brain is responding as though they've experienced what I've experienced. So they're actually mirroring and lighting up the sim- similar places in the brain of that the, my brain's lighting up. So your brain matches my brain if I'm telling if I'm doing a good job telling this whole brain story. So these are just so many good things. And stories also help us to see some of what God sees when he looks at our pain and he looks at our problems. So that means when I have times where I felt God's peace and presence in my life in some way, shape, or form, then I can share that story of what changed when I was aware that God was with me. And again, that becomes downloaded into your brain, into your character. 
So stories are a gift. And today I wanted to just demonstrate um, how this skill was used to really help one of my friends. So my friend Erin really struggled with learning to return to joy from her fear. So she had a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, and it was like her brain just couldn't shift out of fear. So she didn't know how to be her relational self when she felt afraid. She was always worried and anxious about something. She couldn't quiet. And so when I heard this, I knew one of the ways I could help Aaron would be by telling some stories about times that I was afraid or times that I was worried or anxious and how I stayed relational, how I recovered. And so one day we met and then I said, Aaron, I've got a story for you. I want to tell you about the time that I, I almost burned down my office where I used to work. And she was like, what? I said, yes. Yeah. So I, I explained to her. I said, one day I was at the office, I was going through boxes of materials that I had, and I found a lot of paperwork um, for like old bank records. And I thought, you know what, I should burn this stuff. I couldn't find a shredder. So I went to the next best option. Let's burn this stuff. And there's a dumpster behind the, the warehouse. So I will take all these papers out there and I'll put them in the dumpster and I'll have a safe you know, little fire there to burn all this stuff. So I took several boxes to that dumpster, put them in the corner of the dumpster, and I lit, I lit the papers on fire. Now, I noticed there was some other stuff in the dumpster. There was like some bags of garbage on the other side and just a lot of junk. I couldn't quite see what was all there, but there was, you know, there was a bit of stuff there. So I was pretty excited about this. Like, I'm going to burn all this paperwork. I don't have to worry about it getting into the wrong hands. So I lit the fire and I went back into the warehouse to grab some more papers. And again, it was just in the corner of the dumpster. So I thought this should be fine. What I didn't pay attention to was it was actually kind of a windy day and the wind was picking up. So when I came back out there behind the warehouse to the dumpster, that dumpster was ablaze. Like it was in a blaze of glory. It was on fire and the flames were shooting so high in the sky. They were uh, practically getting to the trees that were like the branches were hanging over this dumpster. And I thought, Wow. And there's a forest right next to the, the warehouse at the office at the time. So I thought, I'm going to burn this place down. I couldn't believe it. You see, what I didn't know at the time was that somebody had put paint thinner and wood and all kinds of stuff in this dumpster. And I did not know that was what was under the garbage sacks. So I lit a serious furnace here, a blaze. And I was worried it's going to burn the town down, honestly. So I, I, when I noticed the fire, I felt my body tense. I felt, I kind of hold, held my breath. I braced. I felt this panic. So my mind started racing and I thought, oh no, I've got to find a hose or a spigot. So I ran, right? I was going to fix this problem and I'm shallow breathing. So I'm running to go find a hose. And would you believe there's no hose? There's no spigot in the back of this warehouse. This is a big office building. I thought, well, surely there's one on the side of the building. So I ran around this building, very large building, not a single spigot. And I just then I started to really feel panicked. My anxiety was really starting to, to, to increase. I felt tension. I thought, what am I going to do? And I'm just kind of having these images of burning down the warehouse. And I'm going to have to explain how I did this and so forth. So I had an idea. I had this this this. Just this thought. And the thought was, oh, I know where a sink is in the middle of this warehouse from the back. So, and I know where some hoses are. So if I connect these hoses to that sink, I might be able to make this work. So I connected the hoses and I thought, surely this will work. 
the hoses weren't long enough to get to the dumpster. I thought, oh no, and I could still feel this tension in my body, just kind of amping up. I took a deep breath and I said, Lord, help. As I took some deep breaths, I could just feel this blanket of peace kind of start to wrap around me. And I had the idea, I know where some buckets are. So I can fill these buckets of water and I'll run them out to the dumpster. So this was a hopeful, exciting thought. So I found my buckets and I started filling them with water. I started running them to the back of the warehouse. I'm pretty sure I've lost about 25 pounds in sweat that day because I would fill the buckets, run to the back, pour it on the dumpster, and then run back and fill them up. And you know what I noticed initially? The water wasn't doing a whole lot. The flames were still shooting out, getting close to the trees. But... I breathed. I took deep breaths. I said, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. This surely water is going to help at some point. So over time, I noticed the water started to work. It started to put out some of the, the flames. The flames were getting smaller. Now, about 90 minutes of this back and forth. And it started to work. I could feel, I've had some hope. I could feel my body relax. I could feel this tension start washing away from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I could feel just more grounded. So 90 minutes later, the fire was out. It was smoking a good bit, but it, it would look like it was it was pretty much out or close there. And then I thought, you know, I should probably call a few friends to just come over and keep an eye on this because I was only going to be at the warehouse like for 20 minutes. So I just ran to the warehouse to grab something. And when I discovered all these paperwork, so my wife was also a little bit worried about me. Like, what? Why are you gone for hours? I thought you were doing a 15, 20-minute errand. But you know what? Friends came over. They kept an eye on the place. And I had a store. They thought it was funny. I didn't think it was so funny at first because I was worried about burning the town down. But uh, afterwards, I could start to laugh at this and go, yeah, I didn't know people would put wood and like paint thinner in, in the dumpster. I'm not even sure that's legal. Um, but it became a story. It became a story. And afterwards, especially when I got to share with my friends and connect with Jen, I could just feel my body relax. I could feel relief. I could breathe easier. And I could really feel, I felt like God was with me because the moment I started asking God for help is when I had more peace and I had some creativity, some, you know, that, that maybe the buckets would work. So I really felt seen and cared for by God. So it was genuinely scary, but I felt peaceful. I felt anchored. I felt calmer. I just felt like Jesus told the wind and the waves to be still and everything was still. So my body, though tired and sweaty, I felt peaceful. It was glorious. So praise God, I didn't burn down the warehouse. I didn't burn down the town that I lived in. But that was one of the stories that I shared with my friend, Aaron. And I could see when I shared the story with her, like her eyes were big there for a while. But I could see as I started to get some peace and I started to take those deep breaths and I started to describe what that what was happening in my body, I could see her like mirroring that. And it's, she started to calm down. She started to quiet. And what was happening in her brain, she was feeling genuine fear as I was feeling fear when I was describing that. But I was showing it on my face, describing it in my body, using words to try to capture what was happening in my body. It worked. Her brain learned how to feel the big feeling and how to calm down, how to stay relational, how to talk to God and interact with God in the midst of some scary situations. So this was modeling an example for her 
And what it did is this was the start of something good for Aaron that helped her learn there's a way out of fear. There's a way out. There's a, there's a backdoor to anxiety that you don't have to stay stuck. And this story gave her hope. So I would continue to share different kinds of stories to help her learn. I will not die, but live when I feel afraid. And friends, that's ultimately what we all can learn. We can learn to recover from big feelings. We can learn that joy is around the corner. And so there's more good resources. So join me uh, for the next podcast, Relational Skills in Real Life. There's more good stuff we're going to share. Um, I just like to talk about the Four Habits of Joy-Filled People book that also tells talks a lot about these stories. And you can learn more at thrivetoday.org, thrivetoday.org. You can learn more about the book. You can learn more about stories. Friends, joy is just around the corner. Thank you for listening. Check the description of this episode for specific resources and visit us at thrivetoday.org anytime. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with friends. We look forward to seeing you next time.